Welcome to Thinking Outside the Soil with your host, Shani Alfalfa Seed, where we get to talk story and touch on topics about hydroponics and the farmers who grow the crops and creatures we need to eat. Good morning, good morning, and happy Aloha Friday from Blooming Health Farms. Thank you for being with me on this beautiful day. The sun is rising later and later, and I keep getting up at the same time, so it's just darker and darker every single day as we approach the winter solstice. And it reminds me that it's during these times that our chickens slow down their laying. Chickens are dependent on a lot of different factors for laying eggs, but one of the most important things for animals is the environmental cues like the light. So today I wanted to chat a little bit about layers and the changing light. But real quick, while I got you, if you could be so kind as to leave me a review and let me know what it is that you've enjoyed so far. So go ahead and drop some comments below and subscribe so you know when we have a new show. For those of us that are commercial egg farmers, depending on the size or the scale, you are inevitably going to be faced with the challenges of changes in production. Egg laying for us is one of our primary economic engines, so it's of concern for us to make sure that we are monitoring it and taking care of it as best that we can. Now, for those that are new to the egg laying world, you have to be aware that each year is going to be different, but the aim is to increase our consistency from year to year. So when we do anything new, don't be afraid to mess up or ask for help. But when we do mess up or when we ask for help, we need to do it with the most amount of information. So we need to fail forward and we need to ask intelligent questions. So some of the questions that I often get when thinking about the light for layers is how much light do chickens need in order to lay an egg? And that can change just a little bit, but on average, we recommend that there are 12 to 14 hours of continuous daylight so that the chickens still believe it's the summertime and it's egg laying season. Now there's a couple ways to accomplish that. Most people will put a light inside the coop area on a timer and have the light on for a consistent 12 hours. Now there's another strategy where you can turn the light on in the morning and turn the light off, sorry, and turn the light on in the evening, but have the actual physical light off during the middle of the day and supplement with natural lighting. The latter version is what most smaller or small scale farmers will do. The former is what is traditionally applied in larger commercial operations. And there's a couple reasons for those differences in management practices. In a large commercial farm, they 
have to be very, very considerate of all of the other factors of production. So when you are operating at a certain scale, you are going to consider the infrastructure that you have. So for example, larger chicken farms are traditionally inside large buildings that are secured, meaning they are uh, closed off to any general public. For the most part, only certain employees can go in and out of those buildings and the chickens are pretty much relegated to that specific area. And there's a lot of great reasons for that. One of the most important ones is the biosecurity and making sure that that flock is operating at the most optimal environmental condition. So inside those houses, they're able to control the airflow so that the chickens are getting the highest quality of air. There's no ammonia gas emanating and staying inside the houses. They're also able to put on those automatic lights specifically when they need to, and they can adjust it depending on the types of shifts that they want to run. Some farms are able to utilize their lighting systems during hours that are more advantageous for business. So it might be advantageous to have your chickens up for most of the night, kind of a swing shift, if you will, or you just keep the lights on during the middle part of the day when the human caretakers are there also. Now, I mentioned the other way, and I suspect that many of you out there are more in this category than commercial chicken farmers. However, the commercial chicken farmers are ones that we should look at to model because they figured out a lot of great ways and there is no reason to not pay attention to what they do because they are obviously doing well because they're still around. Now, the other way to adjust your light schedule that relies on the natural light is to do a little bit of a thought exercise. Now, depending on where you are in the world, you will have different sunrise and sunset times. And those are easily accessible online. You can just do a simple Google search of sunrise and type in your zip code or type in your city or type in an area that you're interested in if you're looking it up for somewhere other than where you're at. And those times will show you, as you likely intuitively know, the time that the sun is up and how much light there is going to be during the day. So the sun is rising here uh, around 6.30ish and it's setting around 7.30ish right now before we hit the equinox. Now the equinox is usually the signal for when we should look at switching over our light schedule. And it's one of the reasons I am putting out this show a week before the equinox. So for those of you that have gone online, that have found your sunrise and your sunset times, you are seeing that we are at approximately a 13 hour day. 
So what I recommend is that you get one of those little mechanical timers, one of those that you can plug in with the two-prong power. And on those mechanical timers, they have a rotational dial that you can set to turn electronic devices on and off. And so we're gonna use one of those to adjust the light in your coupe. Now, I mentioned here in Colorado, which is at about the uh, 40 degree latitude mark, which means we are you know, 40 degrees north of the equator. So being a more Northern hemisphere area, we're gonna see our light differently than you may. So these are guideposts for you, but if you do have any questions, you can reach out to me, Sean at thinkingoutsidethesoil.com, or you can get on our Facebook page, Blooming Health Farms, and find one of us there that can answer some of those questions. Or of course, there is our good friend, Google. So you take your timer, and we're gonna pick the time that is about now for your sunrise. So for us, we are going to start our timer and have it turn on at around 6.30. Now, depending on the mechanical timer you have, they have these little push down things or pull up things and up or down typically will indicate on or off. So I actually use a timer where when you push the little prongs down, each time you push the prong down, it activates for 15 minutes. So what I will do is pick a time at approximately 6.30, push down the little prongs all the way for the next hour. Now I will increase that throughout the winter because the light length shortens, if that makes sense. Now let's think about sunset time. We know that sunset time, and in our example, we said it's 7.30 here. So we're gonna do the opposite thing. We're gonna pick 7.30 as our end time and push down, or if yours turns on by pulling up, but we're going to use the little pins to set an hour before 7.30. So 6.30 to 7.30, the lights will come on for now. So we're gonna start there with setting a light for those that are relying on natural augmentation so that you can get a good feel for a 12 hour day that is more appropriate for your chickens. Now, most of the commercial farms and us included will actually lengthen that to about 16 hours a day to get what we understand as some of the you know most optimal lighting production schedules. In the summer, it can be a lot longer here in the northern latitude. So that is something that we just have to take in stride every year. So a quick recap for you, if you are a chicken keeper and are seeing the changing light be mindful that your chickens will slow down their laying and they likely already have. And if it's something that you want to do to influence your lady's laying abilities, 
I recommend that you add light, as I mentioned earlier in the show. So if you need to hit the rewind, go back, check that out. And if you have any questions, please do reach out to me, Sean, that's S-E-A-N at Thinking Outside the Soil, or hit me up on our Facebook page at Blooming Health Farms. So that is all I have for you on this lovely day. As our cloudy day starts here, I am going to just go enjoy what it is I love to do. And that is all I have for you. If you're interested in knowing more about hydroponic fodder, head on over to thinkingoutsidethesoil.com and get yourself a copy of my book, Thinking Outside the Soil, How Hydroponic Fodder Helps Farmers Save Water, Improve Their Livestock Quality, and Become Better Stewards. It's also available on Amazon, but if you go there, you will not get the goodies that I've got on our landing page. So, thank you for being with us on another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil. Join us again, and have a lovely day.